Hello everyone, I'd like to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today, we are looking at managing the new risk profile of energy transition projects. So this podcast is adapted from the latest issue of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine, which is the July issue. Now, before we get started, I'd like to recognize Honeywell UOP, who is the sponsor of this month's Main Column podcast. Now, Honeywell UOP is transforming the way the world works through innovations in energy transition technology and process that helps organizations create a cleaner, productive, and profitable future. Now, over the last century, Honeywell UOP's engineers and chemists have shaped the refining, petrochemical, and gas processing industries by turning laboratory science into industrial reality. UOP processes produce the fuels that power our cars, trucks, jets, and trains. They make the natural gas that heats our homes and serves as a source of power generation. They are also shaping the energy transition with their full suite of ReadyNow solutions to help transform the environment, including sustainable aviation fuel, advanced plastics recycling, energy storage solutions, technologies to replace natural gas with hydrogen, and carbon capture offerings. You can find out more by visiting uop.honeywell.com. And now on to the podcast, Managing the New Risk Profile of Energy Transition Projects. So the time is ripe to realize the vision of a clean energy future. Now, however, that future comes with new risk. In the old era of vertical energy integration, a few companies controlled the value chain, from crude oil to product retail. Major energy companies owned the oil and gas in the ground and proprietary processing technologies exerting major influence over the regulatory process. They had a balance sheet to pay for their projects, worked with their preferred engineering procurement and construction firms or EPC firms, and owned the retail organizations to distribute products to consumers. Now the new value chain is comprised of stakeholders that historically have never worked together. Instead of crude oil, feedstocks are sourced from nature, agriculture, and waste management companies. Each process requires novel and adapted technologies offered by different vendors with competing guarantees. Early economic incentives exist via the U.S. Renewable Fuel Standard Market Program, Low Carbon Fuel Standard Credits, U.S. Inflation Reduction Act. However, the regulatory environment fluctuates. Now, developers with little experience in major complex projects must now navigate financing challenges, conflicting EPC approaches, and entrenched product retailers. Now, these factors add up to a new project risk profile. Three areas are critical to managing new project profile risk, and that's project definition, technology selection, and stakeholder requirements. First, we're going to look at project definition. Now, projects in the new value chain must optimize three inputs in project definition. Those are the business model, the financing strategy, and the viable technology. Now, when you align only two of these inputs, it's not going to result in a successful project. So first, a sound business model must be established. In addition to balancing feedstock and the product market, a proper business model requires favorable yield structures, balanced operating costs, and a realistic total installed cost. Concurrently, the money must be available to pay for the project, whether that's debt, equity, cash flow, or a combination of all three. Now let's look at technology selection. So the project definition will drive technology selection and the chosen technology path will impact carbon intensity. Many competing technologies may meet the same project goals, 
So for example, at least four competing hydro processing based technologies produce renewable diesel from vegetable oils and animal fats, and there are at least three feed pretreatment options. As with anything untried, novel technologies introduce risk. However, with risk comes the potential of reward. Conducting detailed due diligence, taking the time to understand the technology, and negotiating guarantees will help mitigate some of these risks. So now last is stakeholder requirements. Now today, sustainable projects have new stakeholders, so financial institutions, project developers, and startups that have really never executed a complex project. Now these stakeholders may lack a nuanced knowledge of technology, schedule, or escalating costs, which means risk. With risk comes the need for guarantees from the technology provider and EPC firms. These can be guaranteed lump sum pricing or an overall financial and technical wrap. Now this passes risk on to the EPCs, which are not always willing to accept that risk. And other stakeholders, including banks and owners, may have to contribute more equity. Now stakeholders must understand the importance of efficient execution and achievable schedules in meeting deadline critical government incentives. So the historical project scheme may not be acceptable in today's world where time to market is critical. Compressed engineering schedules can shorten the engineering time and help identify long lead equipment early in the design engineering phase. And a fast track project will require overlap in the front end loading two and three phases and detailed design construction. Now overall, Energy transition projects have a fragmented value chain, competing and new stakeholders in a complex technology selection process. Project risk can be reduced and return on investment maximized with accurate project definition, compressed delivery schedules, and expert management. Now there are two essential factors driving energy transition projects. One, owner integration. Projects must be developed and executed with all stakeholders aligned behind the asset owner's business goals, objectives, and priorities. The best way to accomplish this is through a project leadership team deeply integrated with the owner. Traditional and non-traditional stakeholders and the integrated project management team must seamlessly work together. Integrated project management teams have achieved remarkable project success, which is expected to continue globally. And lastly, it's expertise. Project leadership teams must be comprised of highly experienced, multidisciplined project professionals who can address the nuanced complexities of a project. Critical decisions must be made promptly. Setting the design basis, understanding the technology and its requirements, and managing the supply chain are key. Again, we want to thank you for listening to this installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. And a special thank you to our sponsor, Honeywell UOP. To find out more about our sponsor, please visit uop.honeywell.com.